money. Let's talk money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Obviously, this is all about money. Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. (laughs) With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money. With Dave and Reb. From more than enough, real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. You are ready this morning. Well, I think we should ask the listeners, are you ready to talk money? Are you ready to talk money? Hey, that's a good one. I know. I had not thought of that. I know. He just pointed. You can't see it on the radio, but he pointed. I I pointed at the YouTube. I pointed at you. Yeah, so you can go watch it on YouTube. Yes, we could maybe. Let's talk money. We we could add maybe a big, you know, kind of one of those big (laughs) pointy fingers in in the YouTube. Anyways, we won't do that, but welcome to the show. I recently looked at how many subscribers we have on your YouTube channel, Mm. and it's growing. Nice. And I hope it's not just my kids. So (laughs) we did. (laughs) We did ask our kids to subscribe with all of their, uh, you know, all of the different uh, uh, email addresses they have because everybody has. Okay, all you see each are our listeners because we know there are a lot of you if you're actually listening to this on the radio go to youtube let's talk money with dave and reb and subscribe okay there you go thank you so rebecca has made the request and, and you get to see our beautiful faces in person. Mm-hmm. So we're well, we're yeah. still learning. I'm still learning how to look at you and look at the camera and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. okay. You're doing let's a talk, fine job. Let's talk money. Let's talk money with Dave and Reb yes. on YouTube, Spotify. And wherever you get a podcast. Wherever you get your podcast. Apple iTunes, of course. And uh, in those places, please do hit the subscribe button. That's very helpful. Um, But we're also on morethanenough.ca, chri.ca, and notmine.ca. Again, those places, if you're a little technology challenged, you just go to the website, hit the play button, and guess what? You can just listen. And I would like to tell you that my book is now on Amazon, finally. Except I hesitate to say it because I really want you to go to morethanenoughbooks.com because it supports Yaris Publishing and me in a, you know, with a... Let's just say that uh, Amazon takes a cut and yeah, it's a big cut. Really like giving, but it's on Amazon if you really want to get the free shipping and get my book. So there you go. Okay, let's talk money. Reb, you have something that you're you're like I wanna. Well, this this, is Dave's. This topic today is Dave's idea. So if you want to listen, then. Oh, you can but it's my idea, but you were like, oh, yes, we could talk yeah, about so that. Yeah, so I went and did a little bit of research, actually. And the word um, that Dave gave to me was the word assumptions. Mm-hmm. And that in in your um, relationship with clients, or, or especially in the mortgage department, mm-hmm. because you are a mortgage agent, um, you are finding that the questions and the assumptions how did you word it to me you said normal assumptions around mortgages and home ownership are being questioned so we're going to talk about what well as my dear friend ian henderson says there's no such thing as normal (laughs) what we're used to correct is now being questioned what we were used to in the mortgage world with our interest and how we see our houses mm-hmm. growing in value some of those assumptions are now being questioned by you the general public so we're going to talk about this but i want to start with james 4 mm-hmm. um because um this is a verse we talked a bit about during covid during the i mean i guess there's still covid's out there so but in the pandemic lot lockdowns we talked about this verse a lot in James 4 because um, it talks about 
making assumptions about the future. Right. And what does um, God teach us through the book of James? Um, 4 verse 13, Come now you who say today or tomorrow will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell, make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow, for what is your life? It is it is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. Right. And I don't know if, I mean, if you've listened to us for a while, you've probably may, heard me say this. My mom, when she was alive, would say that often to me growing up and like, well, Lord willing, we'll see you. We'll see you again when you come back to Niagara. We'll see you, Lord willing. And I'm like, oh, that's such a cliche. But is I knew it wasn't because it's the mm. word of God, so mm. I shouldn't look at it with disdain. But you know, but, it's but just it was one a of those, Christian. I mean, I grew a, up in that environment as well, and maybe that's a generational <clears throat> thing. We don't say it as much. I think we probably should say it way more. But you, you know, I grew up in that environment too, where it was like, well, as the Lord wills, or you know, like there was always this: we're going to make a plan. But, you know, in our language, uh, as you say, with the cliche, we would say, eh, yeah, but the Lord willing, right? Or, and the Lord willing, or, you know, if the Lord wills or something like that. So, and I, like I said, I, I think there's, it's not bad. I, no, I think it's, it's a, I mean, and, and Serena and I, my daughter and I, we, what, what are the three things we say? Lord willing, health providing and weather permitting, mm -hmm. you know, because, you know, between the ice storm we just had and, you know, Dave and I finally got COVID after three years, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, those things, you, ca you can't just do what you were planning because mm -hmm. life happens in different ways. So we're, we're looking at this word assumption and financial assumptions today and how they're the questions around what we thought should be mm -hmm. happening in the future is changing. And you and I were talking this morning about how some of that comes um, from the questions we're hearing, yeah. which is? So, I mean, a lot of people are talking about, and, and I get this question uh, often enough, I'm not going to say every week, but often enough, this is, you know, how, how do we live in this crazy world that we live in or how do we you know how do we navigate the finances with all of the changes and all of the things that are going on and and um you know going back to james 4 just as a little caveat james 4 just before that and and i think it's verse six or yeah it's around six verse six the context of that is is that he's saying god opposes the proud like the assumption is linked to pride we can just assume that the same thing mm -hmm. that happened is going to happen in the same way. Right. And, and so, you know, James is saying this and, and I think the Lord is, is, is always, you know, check the, the amount of, of when we start to make assumptions, the amount of pride that we have connected to those assumptions. Right. Mm -hmm. So there, there's a, there's a little heart check. Maybe we want to do there first is, is I'm going to assume that my plans are the plans that we're going to make or, you know, again. Um, and I think that there's a caution there. And, and James really hooks those twos together in James 4 to say, listen, pride and assuming God opposes the proud and he brings, you know, he, he builds up the humble. I mean, all of those things we know, those are hard to live. Those are mm -hmm. hard, hard to put into practice. And so that saying that, if the Lord wills and meaning it, I think is really important. Right. And I'm, you know, my mom did mean it. Yeah. Like we, we were aware 
um, especially as she got older, I'll, I'll see you again, Lord willing, Lord willing. you know, and it, it is a Lord willing because we, we, we live six hours away. And as she aged, we didn't know if the next time we'd, we would, we would see her. We, we often had those conversations, but I, I want to, so we're talking about this assumption. I want to say that I went and put financial assumptions yeah. in Google. Right. And what spit out at me was um, this. All kinds of good stuff. Oh, good. Fine, guys, good. <laughs> the financial modeling assumptions. And yeah. we're going to talk about how businesses do some financial modeling for the future and anticipation of how the market's going to work, the economy, and how the, their business is going to perform, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We even do that in more than enough. And um, yeah, so so that so we do a few things that are going to that we're going to talk about how they apply to our personal but i do want to say this about yeah. the text in james because i went and found this blog and 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 it says you know um you know those of you who say tomorrow i'm going to go to such and such a city spend a year there buy and sell and make a profit you know that's speaking to business people sure. it yeah. looks like and then this blog i read talked about the jewish businessmen who traveled throughout the empire or business people um, in the new testament Aquila and priscilla were tent makers in rome who relocated to corinth and were active in ephesus as well in Acts 16 lydia is a businesswoman who's a seller of purple from thyatira now living in philippi even paul could been considered a traveling business person who was making yep. tents from city to city as he spread the gospel. Um, you know, it is very specifically, even for that context, uh, about conducting business. Mm -hmm. And, you know, are we stretching it to say that we can apply it to our personal life? I don't think so. No, we're going to actually really connect that. Right. I mean, you're going to, as we go through, right. and I got to watch the time because oh, I know. I know. Because as we go through, but we really want to connect this idea that, um, you know, we make, we make assumptions all the time. We do. And, and part of, our, I, I'm going to say our lack of adaptability or that tension around how do I navigate these times? How do we do that? Again, the assumption there is, is that we actually want it to be the same as it was last month, yes. last year, that we, we, you know, the assumption is, is that it will be the same as last month, last year. And the reality is, is, is that it won't. And so the first step, even in, in, in finances and in business financial modeling is, is, you know, the, uh, in business, what we do is, is we look back in history and sometimes we look back a number of years or we look back over 20 years and we go, this is how the economy reacted. Um, let's say 2009 to the, to the crisis that happened in the U.S. And there's a lot of similarities and we see a lot of data points. And again, mm -hmm. those data points are really important in business that we see those data points and we go, Hey, we can recognize some of those data points now where maybe all of those data points. And so we make a model or we make an assumption that the response is going to be the same that, right. okay, what happened in 2009, we can bring that into 2023 and we can start making decisions, financial decisions on how to do that because somebody went through that or we all went through that in 2009 we see these similarities in 2023, and so let's respond, you know, in a way that, again, maybe the, some of the lessons we learned from 2009, 
we can apply to 2023. Right. And, you know, again, so, so that- So when businesses do financial models, they're actually taking financial statements, they're taking yes. balance sheets, income, yes. statement, in, income statements, cash flow statements, and they're using those and basing their financial modeling assumptions with the help of those things that have happened in the past in the context of what is the economy looking like now? What's, what what do we, the world look what is like? The world? And, and right now, we've never been so global as we are now. We, mm-hmm. we were in 2009, but it's even more so now mm-hmm. as we've seen through the pandemic uh, shutdowns and all of those things. Yeah. So when when I put these financial uh, assumptions, so can in, I make yeah. just one little thing? Sure. And and the real one of the things that that happens in business is is you don't just make one financial assumption, right. okay. one model. You do okay. Well, if this happens over here, then there's the model, or or these are are some of the modeling that happens because these changes of ma- are different from 2009. So you know, and this is where the confusion happens for most of us normal people because we start listening to <laughs> maybe the news. Normal. You know, we start listening to the news, or we start listening to to um, what comes out of the Bank of Canada, for example, and 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 we're trying to to go. Well, wait a minute. Um, like I hear this, this being said over here, and I hear that being said over there, and I, and and all we really want is who's right, you know, like well, all and, we really and, want, you know, and and we have limited understanding, so we're picking and hearing things, and we don't. I, I'm sure if we had some of our financial advisors, they could even speak at a deeper level to this financially model assumption. They that, do it all the right. time. So yeah. so. Um, so saying that we come with a certain level of ignorance mm-hmm. as the average Canadian to these things. But the point of what we want to talk to, about today is, uh, and this is the question. I have two questions for you. Mm-hmm. Why do we make models and right. why would we even consider having a small model for our own personal lives? Mm-hmm. Why would, why would we want to think, Oh man, this is where we were last year. Can we make the same assumptions where we're at now based on interest rates and inflation? Right? right. So we have these discussions and that's why some people ask you. So why is it important? Why is it important to have a model? So, and, and I think, you know, what you mentioned uh, kind of right off the top in the sense of in our personal, we're going to trans, um, tra- 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 translate this working Good. to our personal so, lives. So the business uh, to, to personal now and just make that, that transition um, to, to personal and say, okay, so when I look back at say three years ago, when we were in the midst of the pandemic, mm-hmm. Um, things changed. We couldn't travel. We couldn't go out for dinner. We, you know, we were restricted. We all bought way too much stuff on Amazon. You know, like those <laughs> <We> things. We renovated. <laughs> those things happened, right? And so, you know, in inside the pandemic, uh, and you know, we we did another podcast about adaptability and 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 people's, you know, kind of getting tired of all of the change. Well, that was massive change. Uh, you know, and as we come out of the pandemic, and as we there are no lockdowns and and now we can go back to and i put in quotes normal that is in fact what a lot of people are asking but what is normal well change is actually normal uh, because mm. we are now different and our spending plans are going to look different than they did in the pandemic. They are going to look different than um, they did before the pandemic. And let me give you a couple of really key examples. So number one, during the pandemic, 
Most of us barely spent any money on fuel for the car. We just plain old didn't go anywhere that we normally right. did. But we might have spent a lot more on technology. We might have upgraded our internet. We might have bought a new computer. We, right. Because we were outfitting our homes for working from home. Mm -hmm. So that maybe happened. So, you know, and, and then we can throw groceries in there pre-pandemic. You know, we go before that, inflation was, I'm going to say, um, suppressed it wasn't uh it had been in a sense suppressed by some of the 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 way the government was manipulating right. the interest rates and all of that uh and that was you know that was starting to move in 2016 2017 2018 we saw the bank of canada kind of moving the interest rates and moving us to what would what would be considered a uh, a more um I'm going to say not so much stable numbers around the economy, but more targeted numbers around the economy okay. that the Bank of Canada wanted right. to hit. And then the pandemic hit and all of that got thrown out uh, from an economic standpoint. But we see our groceries going up and we see inflation starting to increase and we see gas prices like now, starting to mean, go up. Yes. Yeah, right. And that happened starting in the pandemic and it's you know now we're seeing in a sense the fullness and and we've kind of normalized that well now we celebrate when we see a gas price at a dollar 20 and i'm thinking man well, that's not a dollar 20 yeah. i think at the dollar 38 we're celebrating you know what i mean so so, so the model but back to that question the model is good so that we can plan so i you know again when we look at this trans, all of this change that's happened uh, in our personal finances, the modeling, we need to go right back to 2019 and go, okay, can I look at what, what my spending looked like in 2019? Can I then make some tweaks to my spending plan to now in 2023 say, I need to adjust my gas. I need to adjust my groceries. I need to. Uh, and if we're adjusting in those spaces, we maybe need to look at the other parts of our spending plan to, to, to compensate. And, and I'm going to say this, everyone wants to take it out of the grocery budget, it but now work. it, especially now doesn't it doesn't work. work. Right. So that if you haven't heard that, you yeah. know, people just say, well, I'll just take it out of a groceries. Well, I need that thing. Okay. Well, I'll just take it out of grocery money. Well, we seldom take it out of grocery mm -hmm. money really. Um, but so here we've got these models. Um, but one of the things that I was thinking about while we were, talking about this at home was, well, this me goes back to personally being aware of your finances. Absolutely. Right. So, <laughs> so some folks who are coming to you with questions are very aware. Oh man, my, my, the interest is going up. Um, how do I, it's, it's now $250 more for my mortgage a month. Dave, what, mm -hmm. what do I do? So, so it is wonderful that we have a certain awareness, but some people either, I don't know how you say it, either they're burying their heads mm -hmm. and just don't want to know, or they're worrying and fearful um, about the future. But some are just saying, okay, let's take the emotion out of everything. Let's just take the emotion out. How then shall we live? Right. And that is a question that you and I asked when we started more than enough, because we didn't have a regular income as mm -hmm. uh, you coaching. I was at home with the kids and I would ask you all the time because it was a very stressful thing for me with mm -hmm. the Lord. It mm -hmm. shouldn't have been stressful. Maybe should shoulds mm -hmm. are never great to say, but it felt stressful because I thought, what if I'm doing this wrong? Mm -hmm. Like, and I don't know if any of you out there are feeling that way, but I felt that way. Dave, we don't have a regular income. Like, 
do I buy fishy crackers? Like, I know this sounds funny to some who are listening, but as a person who buys the groceries, well, what kind of groceries should I just be buying bread and bread and butter Mm -hmm. or, you know, or maybe not even butter because that's expensive. Like, how shall we then live? And this is how, Dave, do we have an answer? Well, I I think the answer, um, and we, and we really don't want to make it too simple and we don't want to make it too complicated, but one of our, our, our everyday sayings in the office is financial awareness creates empowerment. Right. And so the idea here is, is that just like the modeling that we do, we need to look at what is our spending? What, what money do we have available and, and making the plan and saying, okay, I need to, to first of all, make the plan. Then I need to live the plan. And that plan, again, mm-hmm. has a beginning, a middle, and end. We've talked about this in, in lots of other podcasts around how do we make a plan. But it, I think it's, it's significant in this time as we talk about there seems to be so many moving pieces. And, and so how do we, how do we navigate that? Well, being financially aware, not giving up and saying, oh, just throwing your hands up and saying, I'm just tired of managing money. And I like to use this metaphor, if I can use the metaphor to help. Um, most of us that are listening will have driven a vehicle um, at some point. And, and so when you get into a vehicle, there are things that you just do and you do them almost unconsciously. You get in the seat, you pull the seat belt on, you put the key in the ignition. Um, if your car has one, uh, you know, you put your foot on the brake and you push the button or you turn the key to start it now for most of the vehicles. There's some safety. So, so there's things. And then you get kind of settled in. You might adjust the radio. Those things then become... They move from automatic, so there's some automatic things that happen, to some, hey, sometimes I turn the radio on, sometimes I don't don't turn the radio off. And then as you're driving down the road, it's not like you're on autopilot, your hands are on the steering wheel, you're paying attention to what's happening Mm -hmm. around you. This is what it takes to drive a car. And, and so these things just happen, and you know that if I get in the car to drive, then I am going to have to do these things. Again, some are automatic, but most of them are not. Most of them are intentional. This is the way we manage money. If your goal is to somehow say, well, I'd like to be on autopilot and not have to manage money, well, that's just not going to work. Then, you know, what I sometimes I say tongue in cheek, if you don't want to manage money, then don't make any money. And that means you won't have to manage it. You'll just not have any. And and that's really easy to manage. Uh, I don't recommend that, especially if you're in a couple and you say, well, I'll just let my spouse (laughs) manage the money. That is not a recipe uh, in a sense of uh, you want to work together. So financial awareness creates empowerment. Right. You're not really serious that you don't want people making money. But I mean, it's the seriousness of management. So one thing you didn't mention was the rearview mirrors. Yeah, well, and, and I, I don't want to really get into that we, in terms of limited time, but the assumption is, right, that, uh, when, and we're talking about assumptions that, that, oh, I can somehow manage, uh, I can somehow kind of walk through life and, and do it without managing money. And, and that's incorrect assumption. You, you yeah. will need to manage money the rest of your life. Right. If you are going to do that. So, you know, that's just the way. That money works. So when we look back at the pandemic mm-hmm. and lockdown, mm-hmm. we shouldn't, oh, I sh- it's, there's the shoulds again. <laughs> it would be wise 
to understand that we can't base our financial model personally for this coming year on the on the CERB we got, or um, I just realized that I read an article that CRA is now clawing back child tax benefits if you uh, if you took CERB and, and they're right, clawing it and back, they're yeah. clawing it back. They haven't clawed it back since 2020, but they are right. doing it now right. in 2023, and that's been hard on some folks. It's come as a surprise to some, but yes. so so there are things that are happening that the assumptions we have been making. I guess that's the point. We can't make any assumptions, but what we can do is as as project that certain things are happening this year, and how do we just adjust? our spending plan and our planning to meet what's actually happening in real time in real life. Okay. So there's two things. And and as we wrap up in terms of the last minute, so number one, there is the practical side. We just talked a lot about financial awareness creates right. empowerment. There is the practical side. You need to know how much money is coming in, how much money is going out and where you are going to spend that. And you need to do that with diligence and, and consistency. Mm-hmm. And then then there's the James that mm-hmm. says, if the Lord wills it, uh, there's, uh, again, we have a, another saying that we say often, make every spending decision a spiritual one, that we know that the resources we have are find their origin in God, in Christ. He supplies all of our needs according to his riches and glory right. for his purposes here on earth. And so as we we get that in our souls and in our minds and in our hearts. As we get that, we can go, oh, now I can navigate these times and I can do so without fear. And immediately in my mind, the uh, the, the the scene of Peter coming out of the boat, right? Mm-hmm. It's a season there. They're doing their thing. They're trying to get from point A to point B. They know how to sail. They know how to navigate the boat. The storm comes up. And Jesus is not with them. They see this aberration and they're like, ooh, what is that? It looks like a ghost. Wait a minute. It's Jesus. And then Peter says, hey, I want to be with you. I want to be near you. If it's really you, tell me to come. And that's sometimes what we have to do in our finances is is we go, Lord, if this is really, like if you're really asking me to spend money in this way, or if you're really asking me to make this change or to do this thing, then, then okay, Lord, uh, show me how, what it looks like to come out of the boat. And again, a lesson we can learn from Peter is, is keep your eyes on Christ. Mm-hmm. Don't look at the storm. Mm-hmm. When he looked at the storm, fear set in and he started to sink and Jesus still rescued him. But mm-hmm. the reality is, is, is when we make those things, we can say to Jesus, Lord, I'm going to keep my eyes on you and you're going to tell me how to spend money every single day. Today has enough and tomorrow has enough trouble for tomorrow. Right. So Jesus says, today has enough. Figure that mm. out, spend that, stay in that, keep your eyes on me and both the practical and the spiritual then come together. Mm. Wow, there's a lot today that we didn't say. There's a lot. We didn't so say. there were some I, notes here. There I think. <laughs> so, Lord, I just want to thank you at the end of our time mm-hmm. today when we we're talking about assumptions, mm-hmm. Lord, that you would grant us wisdom as your people, as your followers, as your disciples to navigate this shifting sand. Mm-hmm. And Lord, like that analogy and 
story you gave that we would dig deep into the foundation and build our house on rock and build it on you and not on the shifting understanding of what's happening in the world around us. Lord, grant us this wisdom in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to give a quick shout out to Financial Discipleship Canada and the, 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 the support they give us and for sponsoring the show today. Of course, uh, if you are listening on the local radio station here, CHRA 99.1, but we're also on iTunes, Spotify, all of those uh, podcasting platforms and uh, YouTube as well. And uh, join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.